Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. This is episode 118. Um, I hope you've had a, um, a fun time with the previous podcast where I interviewed Alice Sparkly Cat. She is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant writer, very visionary, very amazing Mercury in Pisces. What can I say? That says it all, right? That was the previous episode, 117. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, uh, please do. And her book is just like beyond the beyond. So um, post-colonial astrology. And it's um, meshing everything that's going on right now and seeing in the, in society and it's meshing in, and how everything comes together, see, reimagining astrology in this whole new paradigm that we're stepping into. So um, very groundbreaking work. So I encourage you to uh, go to her website if you have a chance, alicesparklycat.com. Can't say enough good things about her. She is amazing. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the new moon in Leo, yay, uh, which is tomorrow around uh, 1.49 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm going to talk about what that looks like, the major uh, transits and, and the major uh, signature for that. And then the, through the 12 houses, where is this new moon going to occur in your chart and what you might expect? A little bit about that. But before I do that, Venus is still in the sign of Virgo, and so uh, Venus ruling connection and love and harmony and everything, and Virgo being such a big health significator, um, I just, health and service, I just think thought it would be a perfect opportunity to tell you about some, um, a really cool healing breakthrough I had. Um, I've had, uh, you know, neck tension, where I often get it, obviously, being at a computer for my career uh, can contribute to that. But just in general, tension in neck and jaw and, and everything is very um, common for me. And I happen to reconnect with a friend of mine um, who has a, um, he launched a company of uh, C CBD oil, but it's, a, these are healing salves and balms and it's called Sleeping Giant Botanicals. I'll put that web address below. But um, the reason I'm bringing this up is I had such a wonderful fortune. Well, first of all, it was lovely to reconnect with him. It had been like three years. And um, so he told me what he was up to. He launched this line of products, but they have DMSO, which I'm not familiar with, you know, but very much, uh, I, I just tried one of these products and I was like, hey, it's Venus and Virgo, let me mention this. Um, this one that, that he, and what I, of course, why I really like these is it's because these are um, solar, get this. So I'm reading the little, I don't know if you can see that there, sunshine. This is called sunshine salve, which is CBD and DM, DM what is it? SO balm. It's a solar activated, lunar harmonized, astrologically attuned right? You know, you got me on that, right? The solar activated alone, right? But anyway, yeah, so, and, and he's just a really cool guy, and, and you know, it drives, drives the point home of the things that we use, um, you know, we want them to be a really high vibe, like I know that he does a lot of prayer and meditation, you know, before he he makes his products, and so, you know, when you're, when you're buying a product from somebody like that that's really devoted, it's like, we always want to make sure we're, as much as possible, that we, we do these things, because um, you know, all of that counts too. You know, that's that's kind of like Uranus and Taurus. Our new value system is 
um, is to incorporate, there's, there's different values than just, oh, I got this for the lowest price or, or whatever, you know, the old paradigm. So this new paradigm is, you know, putting value on things like enlightenment, you know, and, uh, and, and just on, you know, unique, beautiful, wonderful things that help us, that help the earth. This is all natural, obviously. And I, I just know that it worked. I mean, I, I couldn't get over within a minute my neck pain and I also put on my lower back, it was gone and it was gone for like six hours. I know that CBD oil can, uh, I had one, I had tried CBD oil a few, a few years ago and I, honestly, I, I didn't really notice the difference and who knows every, you know, there are so many brands and there's so many variables, but all I know is this stuff works. So I put it on my lower back, put it on my neck, saves me trips to the chiropractor. Not that I don't love my chiropractor, but um, it's pretty cool. So anyway, I mentioned that it's called Sunshine Salve. Then, then he's got all these other ones. I'm like, okay, what else you got? Um, there is um, Breath of Life. It's like vapor rub, but you're not going to be stinky, smelly like Vicks, you know. Um, but it's uh, good if you have like asthma or maybe a respiratory. I'm just saying this. These, these are not claims he's making by any means. But uh, people have written to him and shared some stories. Um, with the sunshine salve, I, he said that some a man, one of his customers wrote to him and said he wasn't able to, he had arthritis in his hands and he wasn't able to open his hands. And uh, when he started using the sunshine salve, he said, oh my God, my hands, I could open my hands for the first time in 10 years. And he was like blown away. So I thought well, that's pretty cool to share. Uh, and then uh, there's this one called Mount Kailash Temple Balm. And um, people say that it's really good for migraines, you know, so uh, they found success with these things. Um, so anyway, um, I don't suffer from migraines, but, but if you do, you, you know, that you might want to try that out. Um, there's this one for, um, for not premenopause, but like, I guess, PMS. Um, yeah, it's called, uh, which is, you know, very, again, what people have shared, uh, not he's not making any claims, um, but um, people have found this one very useful with PMS women. It's called Feminina, obviously, right? So um, there's that. And then there's a new one coming out. I don't know if it's out yet, but um, it's called Empress and it's for menopausal or, or post-menopause. So yeah, really cool stuff. So I would just say, you know, this is a great time to re-examine um, where, what is the source of, you know, our, our health products and to be, you know, we can be a little more choosy with Venus and Virgo. We might want to check that out and give it a really good, uh, careful looking over. But I, I just found such great results from this. So Sleeping Giant Botanicals is, you know, he didn't pay me to say this. I'm just, <laughs> it's Leo season. We're sharing our heart, right? So anyway, uh, there you go. Um, so yeah, some great little um, salves and things and, um, you know, all good. Now, um, on to the new moon. So the new moon in Leo, it is going to be tomorrow at 1.49 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, this is going to be at, uh, what is it? How many degrees of Leo? Let me pull up the screen here and we'll get that up. Okay, it is going to be at 16 degrees of, of Leo. Uh, the sun is at 16 degrees. And um, anyway, uh, the, the main signature for this one is that there, the, the Saturn, you know, when there is a new moon, it's like the little birth chart for the month, right? So even though the moon moves on and all the other planets keep moving, um, it has that kind of overlay. So what we're looking at for the next 
lunation here until the, the next new moon, which will be September 6th, right after or on Labor Day. Um, so from then, from now till then, um, this is all about obviously Leo ruled things, us, our divine will, our creativity, our our camaraderie, our warmth, our heart, our generosity, our creativity. These are all major themes. And so I would say with that square, the square with Uranus, Uranus is in the sign of Taurus and it's making that exact square. The sun just passed its exact square with Uranus, but it's still, you know, we have that energy. And so what that is saying is, you know, I would say, and, and, and by the way, all of these, we have six planets and fixed signs for this um, particular lunation. So that's, that's a lot of fixed energy. So what is fixed energy? Well, it can be stubborn, you know, especially in Saturn and, you know, I want, and, and you're a son in Leo. I, you know, you got to do it my way, you know, <laughs> hopefully we're not coming from that. Uh, but, you know, we have to watch ourselves and, and monitor these things. But I would say the, um, the main thing is that these fixed signs can be very stabilizing, right? They ground, they take an idea and something and like, let's ground it. Let's, so what this is saying is the opportunity to ground our heart, our heart light, our humor, our passion, our bravery, our courage, our playfulness, our inner child, ground it, right? Ground it and, and uh, but don't ground it where it's like holding you back. Uranus and Taurus is like, look, you know, let's connect in new and innovative ways that are breaking from the past. So old stuck ways in which we may have, um, you know, approached these things. It's time for a change. So no, no better time than the sun in Leo, right? It's, I am the king of the forest, right? Isn't that what the, the, the lion said? and uh, to not be scared, right? You know, or being fearless. And so be fearless with your creativity, with, with love and romance too. I mean, heck, you know, it's Leo, what can I say? Um, there's a great quote from Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda, and I'm gonna read it to you. Uh, really cool, I love this quote. He was, if you are not familiar with Yogananda, um, he was, he is considered a saint in, in India. He brought yoga to America over a hundred years ago to Los Angeles to be specific. And um, anyway, um, yoga to the West. And uh, so incredible, you know, autobiography of a yogi. It was a great time to, to read it, right? Because of that blazing sun in Leo, that passion and that fire for, um, you know, new beginnings. I mean, wow, you know, start with yoga. Um, anyway, he said, you must not let your life run in the ordinary way do something that nobody else has done, something that will dazzle the world, show that God's creative principle works in you. So this lunation in the sun and moon in Leo really speaks to that. So if you feel like you've you know, been in the blahs, I mean, do something extraordinary, out of the ordinary, something that will really individuate yourself. So no cloning here, right? Not clones are not acceptable. Uh, if you've been in a rut and you kind of feel like everyone else are behaving like every uh, old, old stuck patterns, this is like, this is the month where all that can just break. And I would say too that um, be, you know, there could be sudden changes occurring. It could be sudden changes around our environment, our uh, work or our, our money and financial situation with, you know, Uranus being in Taurus, 
you know, that, that kind of here again, gone back and forth, you know, reversals of fortune, but a reversal of fortune could be either way. If you've had a lot of loss, it could be about bringing it back. So it really works both ways. But I would say be flexible, be innovative, be creative, be inventive um, around these topics, around your stepping out, around your creativity. Um, be original, creative solutions. And I think too, with um, perhaps you would uh, let a mentor guide you. So we've just come out of the opposition with Saturn just before this new moon, right? So there was that conflict about, you know, don't tell me what to do, don't show me, you know, I, I wanna do it myself, right? You know, but Saturn is like the wise person that's saying, look, I know, you know, he's really our friend. It's like, oh, I, I you know, Saturn wants us to, to succeed, but it's kind of like, I thought about like a trip to the principal's office. If, if you were like a bad kid and you were misbehaving and you had to go down there and then the, the, the principal sitting there was like, okay, now look, okay, look, I, you know, you, you can't be doing this outrageous behavior. It's great that you have this amazing mind and spirit, but you got to, you know, put it in a, you know, put a limit around it or put a little, let's be a little wise, a little patient, and let's think about others, right? Saturday and Aquarius, let's think about others before you go off in your own merry way. So it's not that he's trying to shut it down. It's just saying, let's find this healthy balance where it can, we can integrate uh, patience and focus and discipline with creativity. But now we pass that point. So for the new moon, kind of like coming out of that, we've, we've left the principal's office, so to speak. And but we have those lessons fresh in our mind. And then, you know, Uranus in that still in that square energy, the main of uh, the main uh, event for this lunation is, um, is saying, okay, you know, let's, Again, let's just be um, creative and innovative, and uh, and and let's and as you move forward, uh, be be original. Be um, don't do things in the same old way. Um, and and uh, and and if you feel like the rug's been pulled out from under you, like use that for your creativity. Don't don't get stopped by it, and don't get afraid by it. And just just um, you know roll roll with the unknown. I would say. Um, so that's, that's the overall feeling for, for this lunation. We also have Venus, uh, the planet Venus in its, like we are saying, Venus in Virgo is, um, is in an opposition um, with Neptune. So on a creative, since we're speaking about creativity, um, on a creative level, that could be, you know, Venus is our talents and our connections and, and such. So our talents are facing off with some un unknown or some maybe some confusion, right? With Neptune and Pisces. But I, I would say if we have been too much like in our head about our talents and thinking or overthinking or having anxiety, that opposition with ne Neptune is like, hey, let in some peace, let in some quiet time or, in, or dreaminess and inspiration. You know, Venus and Virgo is like, I gotta have it all figured out. Right? I got to solve problems. I got to be analytical. And Neptune opposition is like, yeah, let's just soften that a little. So I would say perhaps, you know, soften your mind, right? With Venus in Mercury ruled Virgo, soften your mind and quit being so nitpicky, especially around relationships. Are you picking on your, your, your loved ones, you know, with the one you could have done it better? 
I don't know, or cleaning, you know, house cleaning, Virgo, right? Tidiness. Uh, would you like to clean up the living room? No, it's not my turn, is it? You know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know, try not to try to come from a more compassionate place. Uh, try not to get too crazy or too uh, anally retentive around cleaning. Do what you have to do, but then just allow in, I would just say, allow in some creativity to inspire you. And, um, and so, yeah, so there you go. And I, I think too, I would say, you know, take your time, um, take time to smell the flowers. Sometimes we rush and we're so in our head that we're not like really being present to um, the beauty that's around us. And I think about when, um, you know, remember when COVID first hit and all the tourist spots like Venice, you know, shut down and there were no, you know, big ships going through Venice Canal. And we saw those pictures on the, um, in the news that dolphin, after only like two weeks or three weeks, dolphins were seen swimming in the canals in Venice, which is, you know, quite something considering, you know, when you think about how dirty that water is. Um, but the water was getting clean and you could actually see clearly. So all that pollution from the environment and cruise ships and, and all of that had ceased enough. And I, I really, I never forgot that. And when the dolphins coming back, we're like saying, hey guys, you know, and I feel too on a very deep level, what, what does COVID represent? I feel that, that it, there's something, it's like the universe is telling us there's been such a big break with nature and to let nature in. So maybe that's a good message to share with Venus and Virgo. Um, but certainly the dolphins shared it. You know, here they come swimming down the canal and they're like, hey guys, you know, and as soon as all the activity resumed, the dolphins disappeared. So that was like a real wake up call. How connected are we to nature and the earth and, um, and just nature in general? So um, yeah, something to consider. Okay, um, so they, then we're, of course, we're gonna have our full moon. It'll be in a, another Aquarian, my, well, two full moons. The last one was at one degree of Aquarius last month. And then we'll have a final one at 29 degrees, which is a karmic degree. And I will say that um, with all the upsetment that we've been seeing with, with new uh, restrictions and who knows, maybe quarantine, I don't know. But I would say, um, with the right now we have um you know um, mercury is heading into an opposition with jupiter so that can be uh, again you know people being uh loud and uh bold and up and maybe and upset and disappointed like you know the promises not having we all wanted this to work you know to be done with covid right now but then but there's still this this um situation going on so um, it may come, especially for the U.S., we have the, the moon of the United States is at 27 degrees of Aquarius, and, um, and Jupiter is at 28 right now, so it's, it's sitting on, on the moon of the U.S., so you can imagine, you know, it's an increase, right? Jupiter brings more, more rebellion and more upsetment and more... Um, you know, they're unfortunately on the shadow side, it can bring more polarity, but the good side of it is that it can, it can foster union where we all come together for a bigger cause. Like let's all get over this epidemic, right? So with, um, with Jupiter conjunct the USA moon right now, the thing is a full moon that happens on, Ju on the um, 
22nd of August, we're going to have the full moon conjunct Jupiter and the, the moon of the US. So we could definitely be seeing, talk about emotions coming to a, a head, you know, um, but it's a, also, it's about being, you know, cool, calm and collected and being, you know, what the polar opposite of sharing our heart, there it is again. Um, you know, so it's the polar opposite of Aquarius being Leo, it's, you know, being authentic and being, and sharing our hearts and, um, being warm and warm-hearted and generous and, and having trying to work that in and balance all of that and having compassionate laws and you know and and so you know obviously this is a very hot button topic and it's a lot of how people interpret it um and and how they work with it but that's what the universe is asking us to do here um, to create a very grander vision of unity consciousness and it may be beyond our paradigm beyond what we think is possible, um, but being open to these higher truths. So that's gonna be our, our full moon. But um, in the meantime, um, before we get to that full moon, August 10th, we are going to have uh, Mercury, Mercury will be in that exact opposition. So, um, and, and we have to think about too, Mercury, if when you think Mercury and Gemini ruling the, um, you know, the lungs and such and respiratory systems. So, you know, now we, we had, believe it or not, I just read this, we had 10,000 cases last month. I know it was in the United States, but um, I don't think it was worldwide. Anyway, they said now we have 100,000 in a month. It's shocking. So again, we see that, that, um, that difficult opposition, that conflict that's going on, but, um, Mars in opposition to Jupiter could bring some, you know, um, people who are very vocal and very upset. And we might, who knows, it could be demonstrations or protests, you know, uh, uh, more than what we are seeing now. Uh, Wednesday, August 11th, Mercury will leave its, um, will uh, leave Leo and go in it, into its domicile. So Mercury, you know, one of his favorite places is either Gemini or Virgo, the home sign, right? So he'll be in his domicile of Virgo and that is uh, and then he'll be uh, lining up with Mars so Mercury and Mars um sorry about using gender I just you know it's a slip and it's like oh it and uh, it sounds so sterile but they we could say they they is they is cool right that's it so they Mercury and Mercury being the, her the hermaphrodite right the one who's of both and the androgyne and also the one that moves into different worlds and shapeshifts and moves one way and then the other. So they would probably be better. So they are gonna conjunct Mars. So Mars is action and, you know, getting into action with our health, um, certainly taking really good care of our physical bodies. Um, I would say too, in this, in the earth sign of Virgo, this would be a good time to get busy and share um, and, and, you know, make a, make a garden, you know, cut, I'm thinking of like Mars, you know, Mars or Virgo cutting up, uh, plowing, right? Plowing the earth. Uh, so maybe, and then with Mercury ruling, you know, it's all about neighborhoods and, and neighbors and siblings and cousins. So maybe you could start a get busy with a garden, you know, starting, I know for um, to some people, it's not the time yet to stay if some of it's being harvested, but just being out in the gardens and sharing, maybe it's about harvesting vegetables that you've grown, but there's something for every climate zone, you can find something to grow, or even if it's indoors, you know, just the joy of that. But 
uh, or community supported agriculture, that might be a good use of that time. Mercury with Mars um, conjunct. Um, August 16th, Venus is going to go into, um, into their domicile in Libra, right? So this is where they're at home, the, the, the very elegant, beautiful Venus. And so she's, she has, sorry, they've been having a hard time in the, in the sign of uh, Virgo, not the greatest place for Venus. You know, they do what they can, but home sign of Libra, so much easier to negotiate peaceful agreements, contracts, uh, connections. So that's, uh, and, and they'll be there till September 11th. So Venus in, in its domicile of Libra. Um, then September 2nd, we have Mars will come into an opposition with Neptune. So again, you know, that, that Mars is that ambitious goal oriented, you know, the God of war too, you know, talk about war on, war on COVID, um, Neptune opted, Neptune rules infections. So you can see how we're taking this on and, you know, we're going to fight. We're going to, we're going to do whatever we need to do to, to take care of ourselves. And um, anyway, Mars and Neptune in that opposition, what could that look like personally? Well, again, Neptune being in the, in the dreamy, inspiring, you know, when you think about the personal self, um, music and art and inspiration and poetry, that's all very Neptune and Pisces, you know, losing ourselves in these beautiful arts or devotion like bhakti yoga and Mars in opposition, you know, again, you know, Mars might be wanting to be combative and critical and mental. And then that's, you know, here, here it comes opposite Neptune, just like Mercury will. And it's like, okay, I think we can soften here. Let's, let's all be a little more forgiving and peaceful, right? Let's, let's find that middle ground. Uh, the last thing is that Sunday, September 5th, which I guess is Labor Day weekend, um, Venus is going to be, in, when Venus in Libra will square Pluto in Capricorn. And that can bring up a lot of you know, I think about the Me Too movement or, you know, exposing toxic uh, societal uh, frameworks and uh, toxic uh, family karma and things and, and Venus being in that very tough position. So it's like, hey, we need to let out the toxicity. We need to purge, you know, old, old um, outworn ways of, of relating uh, that do not support us that are not about love and harmony. So that can bring up a lot of emotional, deep, deep emotional. It will have been after the, the full moon, but um, you know, watch Labor Day weekend where um, it can be squaring off. There may be some hidden agendas around relationships that get exposed, marriage or relationships or collaborations, partnerships. There could be some secret things that were not known that you know, come to the surface. So just as something to watch for. Mercury will be in Libra too. So at least, you know, again, here, here is Mercury as a peacemaker. So, you know, again, speaking and, and communicating in a beautiful, harmonious, uh, a kind-hearted, peaceful manner will help like a, like a healing balm, you know, for helping for whatever has to be exposed and whatever old patterns have to come up. So, um, so yeah, that's basically our, our month. 
that's our that's our lunation. So um, I will say I can tell you where you know we'll just do a quick walk through the zodiac and then we'll be done. Um, so where is this new moon going to happen? What area of your life is going to be impacted? Well, if you have Aries rising, we'll start with Aries. The new moon is going to be in your fifth house, which is the joy in ancient astrology. It's the joy of Venus. So it's like pleasure and creativity and children and you know, having a good time. And so there's all this new, new energy around creative pursuits and love affairs. And what are you in love with? What sign rules your, your fifth house? You know, are you in love with um, spreadsheets? Uh, are you in love with music? Are you, right? are you in love with uh, books? You know, whatever that, that love affair is, this is like a place to start anew. Um, and so, um, Taurus will be in your fourth house, for Taurus rising, this will be in your fourth house, and that will be of the home and family and family roots and, you know, perhaps um, mother or parents and things like that, our, our roots, our genealogy, all of those things related to the fourth house. Um, Gemini, if you have Gemini rising, the new moon will be in your third house, which is the joy of the moon. So um, a lot of this, the, the, the goddess, right? The goddess energy. So that will be um, exciting new beginnings around connections and um, writing attitudes, uh, the mind, uh, connecting with others, uh, communications, uh, retailing, selling, buying and selling is very, very Gemini. <clears throat> so uh, a lot of joy there uh, and new beginnings. Then in uh, Cancer, for Cancer Risings, this is going to be in your second house, which rules your um, your possessions, your personal possessions, your personal finances, your talents, your skills, the things that are important to you. So that's where it's going to shine a light. So a new beginning in those areas of your life. And then uh, with, with Virgo, uh, Virgo rising, this new moon is in your 12th house. So the 12th house is the joy of Saturn. So you might be um, contemplating quietly and individually and away from the world, perhaps maybe making some sacrifices in order to, new moon in Leo, shine your light. Uh, perhaps there's some place you could be in, of service to somebody, like maybe I'm just thinking like, what if you visited a nursing home and cheered up some elderly people? You know, with, I, I don't know if they'll allow that right now with COVID, but you could, be, you know, when, when it was at its worst last year, when people stood outside the window and waved and had puppets and all signs. And, you know, so they're, again, being creative, right? Don't, don't let limitation stop us. So that's an idea for, for you, Virgo Risings. Uh, let's see, for Libra rising, this will take place in your 11th house of friends, colleagues, um, uh, groups, group organizations, um, professional colleagues. It's also the house of hopes and wishes and, and dreams. So that's a really cool place to have the, the new moon. And it is also considered the joy of Jupiter in ancient astrology. So Jupiter is about luck and expansion and, you know, being literally being jovial. That's where that word came from, right? Jove was the Roman name for, for Jupiter. If you are a Scorpio rising, you have this new moon in your 10th house, which is the, it's a very public house. It's one's reputation, one's career, one's dharma. It's all very much um, where this new moon energy has the potential, right? Shining your light, 
being innovative and creative in those areas. Then for you Sag Risings, we have the, um, it will be in your, this new moon in Leo will be in your ninth house. And that is called in ancient astrology, the joy of God. So uh, yeah, the joy of God. So that again, a tremendous uh, a focus on um, new beginnings and creativity. It could be related to foreigners or foreign travel or foreign influences, you know, or long distance travel. It could also be uh, spiritual wisdom, religion, philosophy, um, esoteric studies, higher language, foreign language, you know, higher education in general, you know, college, whatever. So um, there's that. Then we have uh, for Capricorn Risings, we, this will be in your eighth house. Your eighth house is um, going to be activated. So shining a light where the house represents a the light dimming. So it's interesting. It's shining a light on perhaps the need to let go and the need to regenerate and um, and to find um, find your heart in an environment which uh, you know may may be some secrets. Maybe there's some maybe there's some secrets. That's what's coming to me that might be revealed, and it might be around love affairs and creativity and things. But um, but again, this is an opportunity to begin anew, to, to start anew. So Leo, sun and moon in Leo, eighth house. Uh, it's very regenerative too. When we let go of something, something new can show up in its place. And maybe it's about accepting and, and um, knowing that we can um, take care of ourselves and, um, and, and do what we have to do to, um, to triumph. Let's see, we have the, um, for Aquarius rising, it'll be in your seventh house. So that's partnerships, collaborations with others. It could be one-to-one -one relationships, like say a therapist with a client. It could also, of course, be marriage partner, marriage house, and or one spouse. So there may be some new, new beginnings around if you are in a partnership with someone, whether it's a spouse or a business partner, some new beginnings, some new creative ventures that you might undertake that could be bold and outrageous. And, uh, you know, you remember, you make it uniquely you and always remember incorporating the heart in it. Very, very powerful, very important for us to remember that this month. And then lastly, Pisces rising. This will be in your sixth house, which is the joy of Mars. So Mars, uh, the joy of Mars, you know, that can be that can be related to illness or struggle or a feeling of, of a lot of labor, you know. But the so a new beginning and maybe maybe stepping out and individuating yourself in the workplace, like if you have a day job. Um, and um, overcoming struggles, you know, by being warm and generous and heart-centered, that this gives us the opportunity to overcome either health challenges or struggles in the workplace, or, you know, feeling like you're maybe being used and abused, <laughs> you know, how many people complain about their, their job like that, and, and it's maybe in a, a place where we could have a really powerful, inspiring, heart-centered parlay with um, with our boss, you know, with our manager or something. So um, that could be a very, um, or just attune that that fire and that courage to uh, deal with our health. You know, say if we haven't been attending to it, then to really uh, be, begin anew. 
And it could also be service too. The sixth house could be serving others. And like I think of charity work or nonprofit. So that might be a place um, to be inspired by and to let yourself shine. So yeah, okay. Oh, that's all I can think of for today. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, like I said, um, this is a, you know, there's definitely challenges this month. It's not an easy one, not by any shot, but uh, again, remembering the heart, Leo rules the heart and bravery, like being lion-hearted. So we want to um, infuse all that we do in this month. And may we all use, um, use the highest, uh, come from the highest space of the heart and service and uh, let our light shine and not be afraid to take risks and step out and be different and um, not to be impulsive though, you know, Uranus and Taurus, the square could be like wanting to be impulsive and like, I can't stand this. I got to break. Away. I'm going to break away. I can't take it any longer. It's like, no, 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 just be patient. Um, use it wisely. Yes. Be smart about it. Um, and, and be, just be, I think too, with the Saturn Uranus square in general, it's like, okay, you know, that certain things that aren't working in your life have to go, but don't like throw out the baby with the bathwater. Don't be so impulsive that you just go nuts, right? So it's just keeping that pace, keeping that pace. So anyway, I hope that has helped you and um, always available. If you have any questions, you can always email me, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. The website link is below. Happy to help you uh, navigate these interesting timings. And um, any kind of as, as whether you want a natal chart reading or, or a, you know, solar return for your birthday, or if you want to just zone in on one specific area, you know, we're always available for that. We're in service to, to you. How can we help you? How can we take care of you? So um, that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed this. Have a great, um, wonderful, wild and woolly month of August. And, um, rain baby rain i don't mean rain from the sky like rain like the king or the queen that you are <laughs> okay take care all namaste this is Irliana samsara star sound speaks starsoundastrology.com thank you all so much for listening bye for now